Hey everybody, welcome to the Daily Banter's Meaning of Life podcast. We're here episode 6 and today we're going to be talking about falling off the wagon, which we'll get to in a second. But first of all, I wanted to say um, that uh, if you like what we're doing, if you like the podcast, and if you like the Daily Banter, um, maybe you want to consider becoming a member uh, and that you're supporting independent media and helping us um, do free podcasts like this. So this is paid and basically supported by our members. You can go to banterm.com and find out a bit more about membership there. And uh, yeah, we'll love you for it too. And um, anyway, so I'm here with Vasken again, my ho- co-host Vasken Kasakian, and we wanted to talk about falling off the wagon. Um, Vasken, do you want to explain a little bit why we came up with this topic? Sure. I think uh, for me, it's something that happens a lot. And I think um, whether it's adhering to... Uh, a particular diet or exercise regime, um, having good sleep hygiene in terms of when you're going to bed and taking care of sleep. or um, I think any habit that we want to continue to cultivate and, and work on, at some point in time, life is going to thwart us from that effort. And so for myself personally, I know I've been going through a period very recently where because of a lot of stuff um, at home and as well at work, a lot of things that I had goals that I had made for myself and things that I wanted to, to stick to, like martial arts is a, is a great example, um, a tra- ongoing training of martial arts, um, nurturing myself creatively, diet, exercise, just generally taking care of myself. I feel definitely I've been thwarted. Life has, has thrown me a lot of things that I've had to manage and uh, I've had to be, I'm now, that has kept me from doing the things I want to do and now I'm, I'm at the point where I have to think about, okay, well, I haven't done these, I haven't really been taking care of the things I've wanted to take care of and I've only taken care of the things I have to take care of. How do I get back? So that, that's, that's been a forefront of my mind lately. Yeah, I think that falling off, falling off the wagon is um, it's one of the greatest kind of, it's the biggest problems because you can build up a rhythm, you can build up on some kind of routine and you get into your rhythm and then something throws you off Yes. and it's like a vicious descent when one thing goes and then the next thing goes and yeah. then the next thing goes and it's like oh you know then like, like I was meditating <clears throat> for for every day for for at least two months and then I I got sick and you wake up and you're like you know what like fuck all this zen stuff I feel like crap you know yeah. I want to just eat crap food and right you know not oh yeah do anything right I've got back into it recently. The, the meditating, just I've just forced myself to do it, but the the that getting sick stopped me from doing meditating, stopped me from exercising, stopped me from you know lo- basically kind of looking after myself uh, when I had to do the, the basic necessities. You know, I had to go and teach my classes, and I had to when I could, and I had to kind of you know write what I could, even though I was feeling pretty bad. Yeah. But it it was amazing how much of my life kind of fell apart. Because of one thing, you know, sure. you get sick. You know, you get. I was really sick, you know, for a few days. That's why we didn't do a podcast last week because I was I was too ill. Um, <clears throat> and I've now started to kind of pick myself up and get back on back on the wa- the proverbial wagon. But um, it's amazing how difficult it is. And and one of the things I think is interesting about when it happens is the guilt that you feel as yes, well. Very much so. Yeah. And um, the levels of guilt you feel. I was amazed at how guilty I was feeling. I was like, what, you know, I'm sick. You know, I can give myself, I can cut myself some slack here. Um, but I was like beating myself up and thinking, you know, I'm not, this is poor, it's really pathetic that I can't get myself back into this rhythm that I was on. Um, and I think that's, that, that's bad, that's not good. That's not, that's not a good yeah. thing. Yeah, it's very to. natural. I mean, it's, it's, it's human. I think sickness is a great example because you have no choice but to deal with that thing in front of you, which is your illness is, is the number getting better and taking care of yourself becomes the priority. Um, and yeah, I think that that guilt becomes, <coughs> it's very, it's, it's human natural. And it, it, it does have this, you know, you made a point of like the rhythm and pattern. It sneaks into you and becoming sometimes the stasis, sometimes the sickness goes away mm. and the pattern of stasis or, or kind of you forget what you were doing before you were sick, you know, before the event that caused you to kind of spiral out, 
eventually you just kind of the new rhythm becomes like you said the descent it's like you don't go back Mm. it's sometimes that's very tricky to unstuck yourself you know from from the thing that you want to get back to doing so what happened with you what what was the um for me it was it was just um taking care of uh ill animal at home and uh, a lot of work travel and demanding uh schedules projects coming to a head at work um multiple things basically taking time out from you know if self-care takes time and so instead of like having to devote time to those things i just was not really cooking much at home and choosing my meals you know mindfully um going to bed at later hours not able to make it to exercise classes not able to go to martial arts um and so you know, your, your, your time just basically gets funneled into the immediate thing you have to take care of, which for me was making sure that the projects I'm working on at work are, uh, you know, coming to fruition and as well as taking care of a sick animal at home and making sure I'm going to appointments and all that thing. Like, that that all kind of crowded out. Um, and it's still very much a challenge to, to rein back in the things that I want to do. And there's still yet more that I want to do that I'm struggling to find time for right now, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of projects and things. But, like, did that... How big a deal has it been? Has it been quite a big deal? I think for, I think if I'm, it's okay now because I'm just, I acknowledge it for what it is. But I think if I don't take charge and wrestle back control, it, it, you know, that's when your feelings of neglect about the things you want to do can grow. And I think that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. I think that's scary. I'm trying to be mindful and get ahead of it and get back in and start small again, but start again. Because if you, if I get, if I, I, first of all, I'm not willing to accept that this is the new normal, you know, like, like yeah. just when you get into a stressful period, sometimes you have to, cause life is life and mm. you have to deal with the thing you have to deal with. And I'm very thankful, honestly, that it's not, and what I'm dealing with is not a major crisis or anything like that. It's mm. just that it will, you will be able to put it back. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not, it's interesting you say that, um, because there's always got to be, I do believe that there needs to be a balance, right? That the stress that you put yourself under to get things done is, I think, very symptomatic of modern society, where it's like, you know, you're, you have to be meditating, you have to be eating right, you have to be doing all this stuff. And and then that, <clears throat> if you start to buy into that too much, if you buy into all these kind of like, a lot of these self-help gurus, you know, Tony Robbins stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, take back your morning and power, like, have you like sure. your power, like... Yeah five minutes of like power meditation and all right. this kind of stuff and which I think a lot of it's kind of bullshit and I think a lot of it is is this whole self-help it um uh gimmick you know there's a there's a whole industry built out of it built out of knowing that people feel pretty crappy about their lives yeah and these kind of techniques to to take back your your control of your life I think a lot of the industry is quite cynical but having said that there you also do need to acknowledge that if you don't take charge of it you're going to fall you're going to fall into a vicious cycle and your life you end up not controlling your life and that's not good that's true i think it's very tough though because um it's funny i just read an article actually last week when i was going through this like um that was i think based on tony robbins or was an interview with tony robbins it was like like 10 things you can do or 10 things successful people do in the morning, you know, just mm. when they get up and it was all about like wake up between five and, you know, six and, and kind of do things in this order. And it was like, you know, exercise, swim, I think it was meditate, whatever it is. But the point, what's funny is like when I was reading that, I was like, man, I'm sleep deprived. Like the thing I need to do between seven and five and seven right now is just sleep. It's sleep. Like, yeah. I, need, I just, my body needs sleep right now. Mm. And I think that it's funny because you, you get, um, it's 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 like a you, you all have like like we're I think we're all feel like we have to rein it in because the system's default is that we're all kind of out of like everybody has something they want to work on because they don't have enough time to work on that thing yeah, whatever yeah. it is like you know and and so but I, I I agree with you in that you have to break that mindset at some point and work but I would say that for me what works is to work on one thing at a time like. And I have a kind of like internal hierarchy when I know what what that is. Like I, it's very hard. Like uh, and there's different schools of thought about this. Of like when you want to change stuff, do you change everything at once or do you just like go for incremental yeah, change? Yeah, do you yeah. do the one thing? And you know, there's, there's I think good arguments either way. For me, what works is like if I know like okay, first I need to get rest, 
then when I have enough energy, I gotta go back to my workout. Then I gotta make my own meals again. Once, mm. But but I'm not gonna make my own meals when I'm too tired to like shop or cook. You know what I mean? So I think there's an issue one because I I might go the other way around. I think I'm one of these people that goes the other way around. So I'd always say this. That I used to <clears throat> work um, my full time bit was a personal trainer. I would train. I would teach people boxing mm-hmm. and train people when I lived in Los Angeles, and that was my that was my full time thing. And uh, I'd always get asked this by clients. Clients would say, like, what should I do about diet? You know, what, how should I change my diet? And I, you know, first of all, I'd say, well, first of all, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm not going to claim that I know what to do. But I would just start working out, right, and then see how your body feels on the food that you're eating now. That's true. Right? Yeah. So, so <clears throat> just start working out. Just start behaving like a fit like a healthy person would and working out mm-hmm. don't worry so much about the food right now yeah because once you've worked out and then you go back to eating with your body will be, tell you your yeah. body starts to tell you like okay you have to cut that nonsense out That's now true. because you know look there are certain things like i don't believe that i think the the whole sort of the, the diet industry as well is is largely full of crap um and built all these different food fads and diet fads and gluten free this and you know and uh, macrobiotic diets and this that and so I'm sure there's value in a lot of them but at the end of the day I think that you're <clears throat> if you have to be like a human as a human being there are certain instincts that you should you, you should know right like you know the closer it is to the coming out of the ground the better it is for you right. you know what I mean like the more kind of chemicals there are in your food like the worse it is for you you should instinctively yeah. understand this and and exercising is a very good way of, I think, of showing your body kind of like, all right, your body starts to tell you like, okay, that's not a good idea, don't eat that, you know, mm-hmm. because you just won't perform very well. Like if you go and eat McDonald's and then you know you've got to train the next day, you're going to feel like crap. So your body goes, says, okay, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I think there's a there's an excellent point you make about jumping in. Like even if you don't want to do it, just to just start doing start doing something. Yeah. You know, like like ex- exercise. That's what I you know. <clears throat> if I haven't been exercising for a while, and I feel like crap, I know that I just need to get myself to the gym. Yeah. And doing something it right. doesn't really matter what it is. You know, yeah. it could be like the world's crappers workout. You go in, but just do twenty minutes. Yeah. And just, just the fact that you show up. Just yeah. that you showed up because it gives yeah. you something to build on. You know, it it's gives true. you a, a, a kind of a platform to, to work on, you know? Yeah. And I've always found that to be quite to be quite useful as a way of getting back on the wagon is by just going, all right, look, like I can't change everything all at once, but I can start behaving like, you know, a healthy person. Right. And I have to behave that way before I become healthy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't, it's not just going to, one doesn't come before the other. That's a great point. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can get... You know, the thing is, a lot of the stuff with the rest stuff, I think that if you, not to dismiss what you're saying at all, but like, if I choose that first, if I go, all right, I'm going to get enough rest first, um, then I could just go, well, well I didn't quite rest yeah, enough. Yeah, you're right, time. you're absolutely right. I mean, that's exactly what happened too for a long time because, I mean, I have, like most people probably in, in you know, working society, like uh, in Western working society, like I'm, I'm, I've like accumulated sleep deprivation just yeah, because yeah, yeah. of like... And also the way we live, I think the fact that we have lights. Ooh, I think we all as a society have accumulated sleep deprivation. We just don't know it because mm. it's not normal to like stay up past when the sun sets. This is a belief of mine. I don't know if it's ever corroborated by science I'm sure, or anything, I'm sure but I, I it must uh, be instinctively me, it sounds yeah. it sounds about right. You right, because because I know that when you're out <coughs> in the woods and camping, like I go to I, I'll go to bed at like seven p.m. Mm. It doesn't matter, you know, like when the sun goes down. Exactly, like the, I don't have an instinct to stay up and do stuff. Mm. Um, and so I think we all have accumulated sleep deprivation. So it's like that will never fix. That's going to take a long time. And I can always come up with why I need to choose sleep over any, anything else I need to do. And, and, and yeah, you're right. Like it's like if you're always you can always pull that card out and say, oh, I'd, I'd rather like, you know, I still need to. I don't feel quite rested enough where I had a bad night of sleep. So and you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off. But yeah, that can happen. That can happen. I've put things off forever because I'm like, I'm not quite in the right frame of mind. I, you yeah. know, maybe if I just needed to do this and then I'll be ready to go. <laughs> so, no, no, you know what? Just go. Yeah. Just go. And, and the act of going, then I, I think, you know, because some of these activities like working out, for example, working out, if you start working out 
your sleep will get better. Yeah. Your quality oh, of sleep improves so, yeah. when you start working I out. I think uh, <clears> the, <throat> the community accountability is huge here. I think like um, having somebody, being accountable to somebody. I remember just like very recently, like I, I had gotten back from a work trip and I was absolutely dead tired. And I texted you and I was like, okay, I'm not going to make it to class. And you're like, no, 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 you should, you got, oh, yeah. you had a very compelling. <laughs> yeah, it was you know, yeah, like, like, you're going to fall off the wagon. Yeah, 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 you're like, be mindful, be careful. It's gonna, and then like, I, 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 eventually I was just like, okay, I'm, I'll just make, I'll just show up. It's going to be in my mind. I was like, I'm not expecting anything from this session. It's going to mm. probably be terrible, mm. but I'll show up. And in fact, I felt a lot better mm. afterwards. I felt yeah. like, okay, I'm, I, I'm. Did something you not made, something Yeah, and I actually physically felt better. Like, mm. and I was able to go to sleep, you know, and, like much better and so forth. So, yeah, I think there's some, like having a place, being accountable to someone. And, you know, they talk about this. I think this is why a lot of, um, you know, recovery groups work mm. because they are communities. Yeah, yeah, and know? they make each other do stuff. Yeah. yeah, you have like sponsors and you talk to somebody and they're, you're not on it, you're not in it on your own. And mm. so I think there's something to be said for like accountability body systems and body systems. Yeah, I think a lot of that can work. I mean, uh, when I first joined the co-working space and I moved to DC, there was an accountability group, you know, mm. uh, and I didn't see, probably wasn't quite that useful for me because everybody was in a completely different business to me, but the, just the act of having these like regular meetings and knowing that other people were going through kind of similar, similar things to me, you know, was that was quite useful for a while. It's like, okay, this is, this, this is good, you know. Like, I, got, I joined a co-working space because <clears throat> there were other entrepreneurs that, that have, they're showing up because they need to be around other people working. If they're just sitting at home in a coffee shop or sitting at home or being in a coffee shop by themselves, it's sometimes quite difficult to get motivated to do it. You know, so, like, I joined the co-working space because I know that it forces me to work. It makes me come to... It's, it's worth it every penny. That right. I, every single penny that I spend on a co-working space is worth it. Right. Because it makes me... You know, I'm around other people who are working, and I'm around... And I'm paying for it. When you pay for something as well, that's another thing. Like, it's true. It may, it's like paying for a gym membership, you know? Yeah. Pay for a gym membership because you start... There's a certain amount of guilt... <laughs> that makes you, that yeah, works in your favor. That's true. <clears throat> so you pay for something. If there's yeah. if there's a cost to you, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to waste my money here. I'm going to make use of that money. Right. You know what I mean? So so therefore, there's a, there, there's also a financial incentive. You've got to, that's how you should look at it. You should look at it as I think as as a as a uh, lots of different incentive structures to make you do things. Yeah. It's funny. Have you seen this website? It's like um, I forget what it's called. It's called Carrot or Stick or something like that. But it's like you set yourself up like you put a certain amount of your own money mm. and they pick like a chair you pick charities you would never want the money to go to <laughs> yeah so it'd be like i don't know like nra <coughs> or something right like, yeah like uh you know ten thousand like whatever you know five hundred dollars nra mm. that you give them your number and it's like if you don't meet the goal and then they have other people i think like who have agreed to monitor you in your life, mm. and if it turns out and they get signals that you that you're not following through on what you want, basically mm. that money will eventually starts going trickling yeah. into things you don't believe in. Exactly. So it's like <clears throat> I think like people set themselves with like uh, you know I'm going to lose ten pounds or something. They start off like that, and then other people are yeah. accountable. But it's funny because I don't know if like I don't know every I've read other things that say like that kind of fear based negative based stuff actually doesn't work. Um, I'm sure in certain cases, depending on what it is and what the negative thing that's going to happen is, like, yeah. I'm sure, like, fear can be a quite a motivating lever for certain things. But, yeah. I don't for me, I feel like, it, depending on what you're trying to change, could make could be worse. Like, yeah. and then you just feel bad about yourself. And, you know, it's kind of like... Yeah, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Because it, it is a bit of a negative reinforcement, you know. I think there should be positive reinforcement you know you should try and build in like oh i, I totally agree positive I reinforcements for stuff that you do because that yeah. you know because like like working out for example is, is a positive because you you know you're going to start looking better feeling yeah. better you know so there, there is some sort of the behavior there's a direct payoff from the behavior yeah but it's it's really difficult to get what I, the, the hard thing is to make the decision to just do something you know yeah. because you know that if you do if you work out, your life is going to improve. You know that for it's a true. fact. It's true. But your mind will take, your mind will use every trick in the book, everything, every little bit of cognitive dissonance that you have, 
every single sort of negative thought is going to come out <laughs> and it's going yeah, to yeah. tell you like no 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 you don't need to do it today and like maybe yeah, there's a, there's a reason so why you're going to do this and you, you can't do you know if you need to look at your emails a bit longer and like if you look at, I you think know. part of that is with working out specifically it's, it's, it's really bad because I feel like I know me personally, like, I, I, I view it as, like, sometimes a luxury, and it should be a necessity. Like, oh, I should yeah. view it as a necessity, but I treat it as a luxury sometimes. I think it should be the basis of, 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 of everything. I yeah. think but before, before everything should come, your own personal fitness, your own right. personal, like, being in good shape, like, you just view the world completely differently. Yeah, I think it's also because it's, it's um, compartmentalized, right? That's like, oh, working out is, like, it's, it's a kind of, like oh you deserve a point if you work out kind of mentally like right mm. we we view it as like this thing like where it's a it's so compartmentalized like working out is this activity you do it you schedule it but really and we've talked I think a little bit about this before is this idea of like you know it should be integrated constantly in in what you're doing throughout your day you should oh, yeah. figure out ways that if you have to sit at a desk there's things you can do at your desk if you're to work yeah yeah you know you know take be relentless in in forcing time out of your schedule to, to take a to 10 minute stuff. break I, I struggle you know and I do I definitely struggle with it I, I, I genuinely do struggle with it because like also if you go to work and you put in like a full day you come back at 5 or 6 it's or hard. whatever you, and you're like I don't want to do anything yeah. I don't want to do anything at all Yeah. you know then your mind starts saying oh you're too tired to do this and you know what I mean but it's, it's a bad way to it, you know what I mean you it doesn't just, work for me I can't work out in the evenings like, but like 20 uh, that's why I think even if it doesn't matter how small it is, if you I build habits, like do something, yeah. do something 10 minutes, I don't know, 15 yeah. minutes or something, you know, just jump around in the morning or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, look, maybe I'm not the one to be, I don't think I'm the person to be like some kind of motivational leader or anything like that, but but I definitely struggle with it, you know, and I definitely, I've had, I I think that I have some success in managing managing it, you know, to a, a reasonably good level. And I'm just, I'm talking to people as a lazy son of a bitch. I'm a lazy person and I force myself. I'm literally like the laziest, hardworking person. <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I work very hard at being lazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I, no, how's that? Is that the right way to say it? I work very hard at being lazy. No, I work, I, I basically put in a lot, I construct my life. Right, so to, you can't be lazy. So I can't be lazy, yeah. you know, to make sure that things, I build structures and put structures in place to force me to go and do stuff. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, there's a trick that works, that works for me, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I start my own martial arts school. I see, I see what you're saying, yeah. Because if I don't, I won't go to the, I won't do it, you know, there's that a... That way there's, you have to train, because you have, have to train main quality to maintain. I'm responsible now. Yeah, that's a good point. For it's training other people. Yeah. I think that's where, the, 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 like, yeah, it's, when you, it, go back to accountability, it's like, if, if other people are counting on you, you have no choice. You have no choice. And, and you can set up systems, yeah, where people are counting on you. And then, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a way, I guess it's just a way of looking at it. I mean... <clears throat> and it was one of the points that we were, I was going to talk about about how modern life um, essentially like a city if you live in a city and you live in like a natural environment say you're living in a tribe right like you don't really your day to day life is basically dependent on your natural environment your natural environment kind of tells you what you can eat when you can eat how sure. you can eat yeah. when you go to bed you know, mm -hmm. what kind of shelter you need to have. Like, so <clears throat> in many ways, a lot of the decisions are taken away from you. Right. You know, and I think that that is, ideally that's a good, that's a good way to live. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a really good way to live because it's like, essentially you just, you, you're at the kind of whim of nature, at the whims of nature. Mm -hmm. And I think there's probably a lot of um, comfort in that. Where it's like you don't have this anxiety of like, but because we live in a manufactured environment, we live in a in a modern society that's got yeah. you can get food whenever you want, you can go to the gym whenever you want, you can watch any movie you want whenever you want, at any time. If I get up at three in the morning and I think, okay, I need right. to, I want to watch, you know, Braveheart, right? I can go online. I can if I can't illegally download it. Not saying that I would illegally download a movie. I would never do that. Um, 
Disclaimer. It is on Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. I know Disclaimer. <laughs> but like, but you no, know, whatever. Say, yeah, say yeah. I could order it, I could buy it of Apple movies mm-hmm. or whatever. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. So that, that relentless choice and relentless kind of activity, frenetic activity that happens all around you all the time can be overwhelming to a human being. It can be very detrimental to, yeah. to, a, to, a, to a person um, and, and really mess up your whole kind of body. Yeah, there's, a, there's like a, I don't know, I think it's called affluenza or something. There's like, the, somebody did like a, wrote a book about it. I yeah, it could be. Very good book. Is it? I, I haven't read it. it. I think it's called Affluenza. Excellent. I highly recommend it. It's written by it. a guy called, I forget what his name is, oh, it's Simon something or other. Um, but it's it's excellent. I would certainly recommend. Because um, that's what he talks about, right? Like, isn't it like how the choice, like choices, don't necessarily make you better off? That at some point there's a diminishing return in, in the amount of time you have to spend maintaining an affluent life that it could actually make you miserable. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, okay. Here it is. I've got it right here. Affluenza: How overconsumption is killing us, and how to fight back. Um, okay, I think there's a couple of versions of this. Who's the radio? Okay, there's one that's by John DeGraff okay. and David Wan, but there's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another book that's written by a British psychologist. Um, I think by oh, let me tell anyway, we could Oliver James. Oliver James. Oliver James. I would recommend that one. That's the one. That's I've the one you read. <laughs> by Oliver James. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, so. But I think that because we live in these in these environments, because we live in the modern, we're living in kind of modern cities and stuff like that. Taking control, taking pro, being proactive is essential. You have to. Yeah. I don't think you have much of a choice. That's true because I see what you're saying. Yeah, the default is going to be. You know, like you said, like you're you're up till eleven watching, entertaining yourself, basically, which mm. I struggle with all the time, man. Mm. I I feel like, oftentimes when I get home, I'm like, okay, I haven't had any time to myself. By the time I kind of finish, like my obligations to you know taking care of the household and all that kind of stuff, like Cooking I feel like dinner and yeah, cleaning up. Yes, I'm like I finally feel like okay, I can I take a breath now, and I I don't like the fact I don't like it when I go straight to sleep from that moment because I'm like, where's my time? You know, like where yeah. do I get to, like nurture my creative dreams and all this other kind of stuff and it's like it's like when you feel that way when you feel like you haven't had time to do that I know mm. oftentimes like I'll just stay up and I'm like oh I gotta work on the stuff I have to work on mm. and but if you don't have any time for yourself yeah because I think that's one of the problems with um, again this is why I'm very anti-job <laughs> I'm anti-having a job yeah, because no, because like uh-huh. you just get on your own time you get these windows of time for yourself, but then you find yourself just watching YouTube or like yeah. watching Netflix or something like that because it's almost like an act of protest. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what? yeah. I'm going to stay up late tonight. I see what you say because it's my time. Because it's I can my do it. time. Yeah. And then you like. You that's a, I mean, that's an excellent it, so. point. But here's the thing: like, like, yeah, that is the ideal of like own your own time always, right? But but how do we negotiate? Like, let's say, like, like, what are steps that can be taken if you have? If you have to to be chained to you know someone else's schedule, mm. and someone else's clock, nine to five, and even entrepreneurs in some sense, like you're chained too, right? Because oh, yeah. the story's got to come out, like stuff has I, to I'm, be. Read. Yeah, I'm I'm cha- I'm metaphorically chained yeah. to my chained to my web to the website. The readership and people who are yeah. counting on you to. So I've got my I I got my own boss, but you know? my bo- the bosses is a little bit more esoteric. Yeah, like, and maybe maybe my... it's not so time they're not such you know timekeepers in terms mm. of like so clinically but but nonetheless like there's a degree of to- like autonomy none of us really have and it's like so the question is like how do you you know car how do you make sure that you're getting that time i don't know i you made a point earlier which is i, th- I think the starting point which is acknowledge that you first need that and then mm. parcel out whatever you can get but be absolutely guarding of that time being for that one thing that you want to do Mm. whatever that thing is like I think like acknowledge built you know you have to forcibly carve out time in your schedule Google calendars I haven't used it yet but they actually did a very cool thing which um, very recently I think it was last week or the week prior where there's a feature now where you tell that you find you tell Google basically what you want to do or what your goals are and it will find time and schedule time for you in your in your calendar yeah 
Because I like that idea because it's like on those moments when you are just kind of like going on a Netflix binge. Yeah. Because you don't really feel like doing anything else. Like you get that kind of reminder like, hey man, remember yeah. you wanted to do, do this, this thing? Like you have a half hour right now to do it. I don't know. We'll see how it works. I mean, I'm going to try to do it. I Part of me feels like I actually really, really don't like scheduling everything. Mm. It kind of makes me feel a little crazy when... Mm. I, I I tend to even if like it's a weird psychological thing like if I if I'm scheduling my fun for some reason it won't become as fun anymore. Oh yeah, Do you no, know what I mean. It's, it's horrible. No, and, and again and again, this is uh, this would be my strategy for dealing with this. Would be you scheduling right, but use it very sparingly. Mm -hmm. As in, so don't set yourself too many things to do. So what, what I think yeah. what can happen is like, look, you know, I want to learn Spanish. I want to do a martial art. I want to do art. I want to do, you know what I mean? I want to <laughs> yeah, learn yeah, how yeah. to do swimming. I want yes. to like all yes. these things that you've got on, that you can go and take. You can take a class in this and a class in that. And a class. Yeah. You, can, you can learn whatever the hell you want to learn, yeah. right? Whenever you want to learn it, mm -hmm. however you want to learn it, you can do e-courses, you can do, you can show up to a community college, you can do anything you want, you can, you can probably do it if you live in a city. Right. Well, it doesn't even matter anymore, you've got the internet, right? Yeah. So, the problem is that there's an overwhelming amount of choice. But, like, maybe just don't. Maybe just say, like, right, I'm going to do, like, a couple of things. Yeah. You look, like, I've been, I've wanted to do, go back to jujitsu for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like I always felt like I trained in jiu-jitsu quite extensively um, and then but it's very tough on the body it's very hard and I've been I have this like on and off guilt relationship with jiu-jitsu like I feel like I should be going to train jiu-jitsu yeah. but after a while I was like look you know what you know I, I teach I train teach martial arts four times a week anyway yeah. you know I train quite a lot myself in other stuff maybe I don't need to, maybe I just don't need to feel guilty about that yeah, maybe I could just not be cool and just not worry about that. I've right. got and doing and be satisfied that I've got a couple of you know I'm already training in two other martial arts, right? And that's fine. I don't need to feel guilty about you know and then not, not learning. I'd like to learn another language. Yeah, absolutely, I'd like to learn another language. But hey, look, you know I work full time. I've I work full time and I do I have hobbies that I like to keep up with, um, and I think that's fine. That's fine not to be learning another language and doing a martial art and doing another martial art and then doing another martial art and then doing cooking lessons and yeah i think it, it's it's interesting because human instinct is to grow and evolve and, and to to contain multitudes right and to be different things and to grow but it's also important to just be present in the thing that you're doing and and i feel like sometimes you can get into a mode of letting that kind of planning mindset or the growing mindset eclipse the, the being and the doing of just whatever you're doing, just do it fully present and mindfully and you'll be happier than let kind of the guilt of the 10 other things you're not accomplishing kind of crowd out. Crowd, crowd out what you are, have actually done, right. you know? It's like, have you seen that, um, that movie um, Traffic? Yes. Steve Soderbergh, yeah. the drug one. Yep. And the, I think the the teenage girl, the politician's daughter, right. Michael Douglas's daughter, uh, who plays a 16-year-old heroin addict who's in a very fancy private school, and uh, she goes into this drug rehab, I think, or like she goes into the, when she gets arrested or something, and the like, probation officer or something is talking to her and saying, so, how are you doing at school? And she's like, well, I'm in, I'm, a, I'm in my honours honors class, I'm the cat captain of the debate team I like I'm in like French you know the French team and the debate team and this team and that team and there's a million things that she does you know there's a million things that she's very successful at and I think that's I, was, I remember I watched it recently and I was thinking you know what that is kind of like how we're sort of conditioned to think in our society right that like you have to rack up this list of achievements. Yeah, about, get, get merit badges. You know? Yeah, merit badges for how many things yeah. you're doing. Like, you know, oh, I'm learning a language. Oh, I'm learning this. Like, I've got... I have friends who... Who, who are... That's their worldview. You know, that's what it's like, you know, doing an MBA, I'm working full-time and I'm doing an MBA and I'm learning a language and I'm doing... Sure. All, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's like, I haven't got time to go and see anyone. I haven't got time to go and hang out with my friends because I'm so... Because I'm succeeding in life. Yeah. But that, how is that? I don't really understand how that's. If it, if it if it stops you from actually enjoying your life. Yeah. 
you know, I think maybe there's just a bunch, just like maybe just a couple of things, just find, maybe just one thing, just find a hobby, you know, whatever, you know. But it's swimming. interesting that like the Facebook, it's called the status update, right? <laughs> it's not like the state of mind update. It's like the status, it's like uh, things that you are doing are often like this, it's equated with like your status. I don't think that's an accident, right? It's like, a, you may not have like chosen the term con consciously, but... I think we should start a new social network <laughs> called the state of mind yeah, network. state of mind. Don't give us your state of mind. So it's no nothing to do, I don't care yeah. about like celebrities you're yeah. hanging out with at the weekend and like, you know, how much, how many miles you hiked or anything like that. What's your state of mind? Yeah, we'll have like a couple emojis, at peace, distressed, yeah. Pure, yeah, pure, <laughs> pure state of mind. No, I think it's, a, yeah. I think it's a good one. Um, but, but I do, I do think that that. You know, having that balance of realizing that you need to do. Have some sort of staple. You know, there are maybe a couple of activities that you do. Yeah. Right. That just, and don't and don't try to do more than that. Once you, once you start trying to do too many things, then you become then it's you very. I think that 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 not ha not feeling guilty and bad about yourself is absolutely key, and it's it's one I struggle with all the time because like you know inevitably your your to do list is always longer than the amount of time you have to do it, and that's just being human existing in our society at this point in time, and 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 just the the fact that we have opportunity, like mm. or at least mentally we think we have opportunity, like that creates like like you know you, you think that. You can pretty much do anything, and we're taught we can do anything, and that's part mm. of our culture, and that's a good thing. But yeah, to to not feel guilty. I was just reading something. I, I, there's a way, you could probably take your pick of these three things, but I was reading something where it said, um, you can you can you can spend time with your loved ones, mm. uh, take care of your health, and exercise, and you know, really shine at your job, mm. and kind of excel professionally. But you can't do all three. Like, I think I think like the great, I think I said that. You know, oh, did I'm you? gonna take. I'm gonna, yeah, right. I, I think this is a, yeah. You've got three. There, are, I like to take credit for this. Okay. Well, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So there are three. You, there is um, professional success. Yeah. There's personal relationship success, yeah. and there's health success, yeah. right? Yeah. And you can have two. Yeah. Pick two, right? Pick yeah. two. And, and that doesn't mean like forever, but like at any given point in time, you yes. can probably you can probably be doing pretty good at two of them. Yes, yeah, right. You know. That's right. And like sometimes you'll get all three, but it won't last. That's right. Something is going to give. Yeah. You know. So just be know that that's. I think those are the laws of. Yeah. That's. I'd like to say I'm taking credit for that. All if right. anybody we'll else. Call it the Ben Cohen rule. The, which the, is like the Ben Cohen rule. Three. Yeah. There's there are three things. And like yeah, there's there's wealth, health, yeah. and relationship success. That's right. Yeah. And then two of them are going to go well at one time. Yeah. That's right. I mean, so I think like to understand. To be okay with that, I think, is key because it's not, you know, there's that pressure expectation that we have to kick ass at all three of those things all the time. It's just not realistic. It's, it's not realistic. There's not enough time in a day, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and anybody who does make time, I, I'm convinced that a lot of people who, all these uber achievers, I, you know what, I think that it's interesting, uber achievers, these like the Tony Robbins characters and all mm -hmm. these kind of like success gurus and people who are like CEOs and they're also full-time parents and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it, it kind of reminds me of communist propaganda. Right? <laughs> okay. No, because this is this is what uh -huh. the, this is what they would do in the Soviet Union, right? Okay. This is uh -huh. what the Soviet the Soviets would do, is they would they would always have these these kind of superhuman people that they would <laughs> uh -huh. that they would promote as yeah, being yeah. like the ultimate communist. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Wh whoever it is would be the ultimate housewife where she raises five kids right. and, and she cooks like food and she also the state and her family and yeah 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 and uh -huh. we've got the same in, in the West hilarious. we've yeah. got the same in America we've uh -huh. got the the you know the Tony Robbins who is you know he's unbelievably wealthy yeah he has an amazing relationship with his wife has an amazing relationship with his kids you know he helps people yeah. he's like you know what I mean he's everything that you would everything that the prototypical American capitalist should sure, be, sure. you know, he's gained the city, he's won the system, right. you know, and like, not to sort of rag on Tony Robbins, well, to rag on Tony Robbins a bit, <laughs> right, you've got to understand <laughs> that these people are the exception, these people are not normal people, right, and you also got to understand that Tony Robbins is, um, you know, he's a used car salesman to a certain degree, you know, so he is, there's a degree of what he does, which is, I, I think, is fairly shameless and fairly kind of like, you know, I don't agree with everything that he says mm -hmm. I don't agree with everything that he puts out and I think that um, in many ways that like 
you know, look, he's probably could do. I don't know. Maybe he's. I don't know. Maybe he's probably. So can I tell you something I struggle with, like yeah. in in that vein, like um. Of. Uh, this is something I, I struggle with a lot, like, in terms of, I feel some some of it is kind of hucksterism. I don't know if that's the right word, but like sh- snake oil salesman, shoe mm. sales, whatever, uh, used car salesman. Use that term, so we'll use that one. Like, there's a degree of that, to some extent, in some of these guys. Mm. Um, and name your pick. I'm not not even like beyond mm. Tony Robbins, like whoever it is, right? Like, there's a degree of that to some extent because I feel like Dave Chappelle had a hilarious joke where he was talking about um, what was that book, The Secret, right? Yeah, yeah. And he said like, you know, the power of belief is great. The secret is great, but you know, if I'm like, you know, a starving orphan in the mm. third world, like I'm not going to magically make manifest a, a manifest a sandwich and his whole point in that in, in that very glib joke was to say look at the point like there's very real at so, at certain point it's not just the individual being responsible mm. for his or her own success or success, failure yeah. and there's there's structures and social conditions and history and all these mm. things that oh, so that's one thing right like that's a very good important critique i think and one critique could be that look, Tony Robbins, like the f- we all work too much, and maybe the answer is we win back some of our hours and you know, and, and and ask for you know in a very systemized, organized way as a workforce to ask for time back. We ask for parental leave. We ask for laws to be passed that allow for parental leave. Dot dot dot. Whatever, right? So that's like one one critique. But then the other side of it is, I feel like if you if you get too much in the mode that the problems are all outside of yourself and they're all social and they're all <clears throat> systems of control and they're all this, that is also immensely. It it, it, it it that's also a myth because there is a great degree of control you have well, as an individual. individual yeah, you know? I, I would I would completely agree with that. You know, and, and I think that I know a lot of old kind of lefties, uh, old kind of socialists mm. uh, in England, and one of the things that would draw, I would just I couldn't really accept was like you know what you 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 have seeded so much of your own life about complaining about this and complaining about the system complaining about the about society and and that you you're miserable all the time right you know and look there's a certain amount that you can do and a certain amount that you can't do i'm not saying don't fight these battles these labor battles and stuff like that but the fact is is that that mindset itself is 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 a kind of a i think it's a sort of um i don't necessarily think it's that helpful in the long run because you you're always pitting yourself against somebody else you know there's always right. someone else who's screwing you or someone else that's responsible for your own for your own happiness and welfare and you, I don't think you should ever be in a position where that that is that's what you expect from life right. you know and and I think the, obviously the the polar opposite is the Tony Robbins like I wrote a piece about Tony Robbins that you know um he wrote this whole book on financial management about how you can kind of use the tricks of the rich and wealthy to, to make your own life better. Mm-hmm. Um, and my whole point was that, that, look, the fact is that Tony Robbins, like, you know, he, he, he moved from California, right? He moved from California because the tax was too high. He's like, I'm not living in California more because the tax is too high and I'm being fleeced by the California government and I'm moving to Florida where the tax is lower. But he's also writing a book on financial self-help. Like, well, look, the problem, one of the reasons why we're in this predicament where people are financially screwed is because people like you refuse to pay. You're a multi-millionaire, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And you're telling me the that whole, you can't... Yeah, Keenan's yeah. tax shelters, yeah. Yeah, all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you're, you're, you're there bankrupting California public schools and, and the California yeah. welfare system. That's hilarious, yeah. On the one hand, right, but then giving people these kind of individualistic... <laughs> ways of handling yeah, yeah. their own money which I'm sure is probably quite helpful right but yeah. it is quite helpful but but then if you believe too much in the individual that everyone is individually responsible for their own life right, yeah. then then what then what can happen is 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 you get you then get into a position where it's like an, everyone feels very isolated and you can buy into that mythology that your your success is it's down to you, yeah. you know, when, when there are many, many societal factors at play, sure. you know, so there is always that balance, you know, and, and I, I think that's probably the eternal struggle in, in, in the West, right? Yeah, I, absolutely, and I think that that's like the essence of the, our ideological, to the degree we have a coherent ideological conflict in this country, um, it, I think that that's basically what, what it is, right? It's like on one hand, there's the critique of systems, structures, and then on the other hand, there's 
a sense of, oh, well, that's just moral. Successes and failures are tied to moral kind of choices, individual moral actions and responsibilities. And mm. there are those who neglect them and those who are smart and mm. work hard. And through virtue of their own actions, they, they make good things happen, which is also then good for society. And those are maybe the two poles. And I'd say, like, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. Mm. And I think that there's some value in what a lot of those... Um, people say, those figures, I, mm. and I think anybody who's really achieved and in a responsible, honest way has something to teach. Mm. And you, you know, but then, and there's the but then, which is that you can't, we do have this like exaggerated cult of individual achievement in this country. Which is, which is, yeah, absolutely which is exaggerated. responsible for, for, um, you know, the destruction of labor, like the fact that like labor unions in America is like compared to all other Western nations. I mean, it's abysmal union membership. Unions are attacked and vilified and completely un unfairly, and, and it's to the detriment of American workers. Um, but, you know, again, may maybe one of the solutions, I don't know, you know, this is, I I've been thinking this quite a lot, is that it's to, you, we have to come up with different structures. You, know, you have to come up with more human structures that are... Like, I, I really always like the idea of a cooperative, yeah. of cooperatives, because I think that 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 has a very nice mixture of both. You know, mm -hmm. it's that you're at small cooperatives where everybody's kind of working together but responsible for Yeah, it's, it's funny, like, we, and, and, you know, you can, you don't, there's, I think, um, there's just a truism of, like, look, all our corporations aren't necessarily going to become cooperatives overnight, but mm -hmm. there is a truism in, like, if, if you allow more readily for everyone involved at every level of an organization to share in the winnings and, mm. and simultaneously also unfortunately feel the losses people will necessarily have more stake in that more thing. stake in it yeah yeah, you know? yeah. and and, and that, that is but you, you've got a society now that I think is quite it's quite hard to change that mindset in America because I think that a lot of people um, or just in the West in general it might be quite difficult to achieve that because you, you can get an employee mentality, mm -hmm. right? Where it's like, I do think a lot of people, they just want to show up, they don't want to think about the month, they just want to get their paycheck. It's like, look, I'll put the hours in, whatever, just give me my paycheck. Yeah. I don't want to deal with like business planning decisions and all that kind of stuff. Right. You know, and I think that that mentality, again, is, is I do think that that mentality is, is, is dangerous. And, and but it, Absolutely, but I think that you the way, one way to counteract it, and there's a lot of good, um, you know, organizational economics and the you know the, the economics of kind of how organizations work and all that there's more and more places are trying to think of or at least the, those on the on the cutting edge who want to retain and have good talent like are are structuring incentives in such a way that you've always regardless of where you are in an organization you feel mm. like you have a stake in it mm. because if you do well and you meet the whatever metrics are set out for performance and achievement that that winnings also come back to you and yeah. that's key you know, to have like, a motive, to be motivated. Absolutely. Like if you want to, if you want to have a place, I mean, some places also do it in a negative way, where they're like, "Oh, we're going to systematically cut bottom ten percent. You don't, you don't perform like like that's the fear based we were talking about, mm -hmm. right? Which I don't think that's to, I, to me. I would imagine that that is toxic, and you probably get less out of your workers than were you to say, if you you know instead of a six percent salary bonus, you could get a ten percent if mm -hmm. you meet these objectives. And I think that that pro that might have a better track record of success to, and, and eliminate that you know kind of free ridership almost of like hey I'm just going to show up I'm going to like kind of mentally be absent and then kind of clock out you know if you want people to be engaged you got to you got to give them a reason to be engaged yeah beyond just showing up yeah and I mean I, again I think this a lot of this goes into like what we were talking about earlier um, about having incentive structures and things like that you know I think that like if you can do that in your lot you know if you can do these, create these structures in your life, you know, that give you some like incentives for doing things mm -hmm. as opposed to fear-based things for doing things. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I think it's all kind of interrelated, you know, I mean, I guess what we're, we're, we're talking, we're kind of criticizing capitalist society now, which is a bit of, a bit, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we've moved it, but, but the, the, I think the principles are the same, right? Oh yeah. I mean, and here's the thing, there's nothing inherent, in, uh, like capitalism is very, useful tool and in a way I would take a lesson from capitalism and say like the, the whole the incentive give people a reason to, to, to reward them for when they do good things is, mm. is ultimately capitalist I mean that that's a that's the essence of capitalism is to reward people for their individual actions that 
ultimately then what's good for them is also good for the whole, right? Um, mm. There's nothing more capitalist than that mindset. Um, I think it's funny because we live in a system that is always full of these like um, dissonant, contradictory viewpoints, right? Like mm. we're a hyper-individualist society. At the same time, corporations are places of absolute conformity at their worst, mm. you know? And so there's there's always like mixed signals you're getting living in this society. Like mm. there's never a clear, it's never one or the other. It's always this like, you know, whatever is convenient to say at the, at the time is kind of like, mm. you know, there's many myths we have in America and like kind of take your pick of whenever you want to like defend an idea to kind of pick from like the, the grab bag of kind of various myths that, that we have. And, 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 and there's what I'm like, what, what I'm getting at is like, there's, it's, it's, you could just as easily say like, oh, well, better incentives that speak to, you know, that, that, that are structured directly to, to how involved you are. That is ultimately, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a socialization. That's, that's as capitalist as it gets mm. um, to have an ownership stake and to be rewarded for the amount you put in. Right, 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 right. I mean, I, I guess, you know, like restructuring your, your I mean, I, I try to structure my life in that way as much as possible so that most of the stuff that I do I can see the sort of direct incentive and the direct the direct kind of like reward from it but I think it must be very difficult I think that if you're in a job that you don't really enjoy very much you know um, and you don't, you derive little joy from it getting yourself falling off the wagon then becomes much much harder yeah know, when, when there is little joy in your life I think I think I think like um there are companies who are, who are working at it. I think, though, that most of them don't. And I think that, unfortunately, most of them... And that's, that's where it comes down to, I think, like, it's, a, it's just a pure... It's a buyer's market right now still for employers, and that's a function of kind of economically where we still are. So there's not much pressure. The ones, the, the ones you see doing it are really careful and mindful about retaining talent and mm. wanting to keep people there. And those places that are just like, oh, well, you should be happy to just have a job... Yeah, are toxic yeah. places that, you know, are not going to have, you know, they're, they're not going to produce good things after a while because the people are not happy. Or, yeah, they're, yeah, they're just not like, you know, they don't feel like there's any reason that they should have quality service, you know, provided mm. and give up their time to provide quality service. But I think there's enough examples of places that really are smart and get that you have to make, you know, give more autonomy to your workers, give more time. Mm. Like, you know, there's of course the whole Google thing where it's like twenty percent of your time. That's you know. brilliant. That's it is, and actually, I worked at a place that that modeled that, that had that as well. And it really? Was, yeah, and it was not as big as Google. And but they, when when I first arrived, they told us they were like, you know, twenty percent of your time you can spend it however you want. If you want to volunteer, go volunteer. If you want to work on a project here at work that is not something you know, you can do that too. But you can time that twenty percent to however you want to spend it. Um, so I mean, this. Did you find that to be Motivation. It was awesome. It was excellent. Yeah, yeah. and it's funny because why how did you leave that job? <laughs> I, there was other, I, yeah, there was other pressures and to kind of go somewhere else. But um, I mean, I eventually ended up leaving the state. But yeah. Um, but but the thing is, like, what's what's uh, what was interesting about it is I was given the freedom to spend it how I want, but mm. I actually spent it on work projects at work because I felt more devoted and more yeah because you maybe if you believe in it you, you, you mm -hmm. it's like if you it, it's funny that that initial act of trust right is, is an interesting one because if you go you know it's kind of like a relationship in, in another way we're going a bit on a tangent here but in a relationship like if you decide not to trust someone mm -hmm. yeah then that sets the tone for the relationship oh absolutely and I've had employers that it was out the gate, like the premise was like, like we assume that you're never working, so we're going to be absolutely intrusive, we're going to micromanage you, and you have to report constantly what you're doing, when you're doing, mm. and you have to kind of, if you're going to step away from your desk, you have to kind of let us know, and, and those, and then there's other employees I've had that do the exact opposite, and they're like, we don't care how you manage your time, instant to instant, there's agreed upon expectations and timelines that we set with you, and then we just expect you to meet that, and, and those are much more enlightened, happier places, places, to, to, places be, to, to, to work. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. It's that, it's that whole kind of, yeah, do you, what, what do you base your, what's this kind of driving motivation? Is it, is it fear or is it kind of like a, 
or is it trust? And it's funny because I feel like that, how you feel about that, your answer to that question mm. ultimately is also sets your political context too. Like I feel like a lot of people, you know, it's that whole kind of like conservatives want, like the innateness is that you believe human beings are ultimately not good and that, mm. that that's why they're, needs to be punishment yeah like yeah. severe kind of you know the fear like emphasize more the fear the heart you know mm. and then there's the other extreme which is like oh well we're all innately good and so we just have to unleash kind of our ability to, to be to be huge yeah yeah no it, it really is that way like and again like i think you know getting back to the topic of falling off the wagon and getting back on the wagon do we fall off the wagon for talking about off the wagon? sorry <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? like do you do you do you go through fear or do you go through, is it like, do you decide to get back on the wagon because of fear? Probably not. I think, I think it's is... helpful. Instant. There's an instant at which it's helpful. I think mm. fear, frustration, anger, whether individually or socially, I think is limited, but at, at an instant, it, it kind of, it's like a, it shines a spotlight on what needs change, mm. but then it can never on its own it's not a constructive thing. Will be enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anger, frustration. I mean, you know, I, I referenced my, my good Star Wars now, which is like, you know, those things never lead to positive. That's the dark side, right? Like it's, it's ultimately self-consuming. Anything through fear. You know? yeah. 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 And it can, it can, it can be a great motivator though. Fear can be a big motivator. You know, it can, it I would can. say at an instant, like yeah. it, 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 it shows you what needs to change. Yes. But yeah, it can't sustain the positive, the po the positive long yeah, term, long -term sustainable transformation. That's really interesting. No, I think you're one hundred percent right about that. You know, I think it's one hundred percent right. Like we, we at the moment, like on my website, we're we're experiencing quite like Facebook changed their algorithm, so it's cut our traffic quite badly, mm -hmm. and like obviously it scared me, so it's it's made me quite fearful. But like that fear, I'm using. I'm hoping to use it positively, but yes. like, okay, we need to make some changes. We need to change how we, you know, promote the articles. We need to change how much we're doing and what we're writing about a little bit. You know, this made. To, I'm trying to make it into a positive, but yes. like, you know, the initial thing was a, was fear, yeah. but I, I won't let that dominate. I won't let that become the motivating force behind what we do. Yes, because that can be. I think that that in the long term that that's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yes, I, I agree with that. I think I think that's wise. I think like you know they also say, you know, when they look at addictions and recovery statistics, the, those that those programs work best when they emphasize the positive and not dwell in the times that you, you know, messed up. Yeah, yeah. Go back and you know it's all about the rebound and you know the three the quick three steps of I think any kind of habit change is like you know, when you fall off the wagon is acknowledge your, your feelings, mm. fear, frustration, guilt, mm. anger at yourself, all the negative stuff you're going to feel about yourself. Acknowledge that, um, redefine your purpose again. So like claim it again anew mm. and then to take small steps and just get started. Because mm. if you don't do two and three and you dwell at one, you're going to go back to your old habit as the kind of, you know, security blanket of, of, you know, like whether it's eating, right? Like it's like if, if, you just feel guilty about the last time you failed, then you're going to hide in, you know, your feelings in food and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just goes around and around and around. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe there should be fear, like, if you, you know, if you eat too much, you at some point you're going to die. Right, but know? I think that that gets you kind of, that's the kick in the that's butt. The kick that, in the butt. That gets you started. Yeah, but then after that, it's like, yes. what are the positives of eating healthily? That's right. You, know, you feel better, you know what I mean? You're going to yep. look better. Yep. You're going to be happier. Yep. You know, you're going to, be more yeah. attractive to the opposite sex. That's true. Or the same sex if you're, you know, you know what I mean? But there, there are lots, of, if you're looking at these positive, if you then go towards the positive, um, you know, maybe, probably that's the best way to do it, you know? Like, I would certainly recommend that. I've watched, you know, as a personal trainer, um, I've, I've watched that many, many times. Mm -hmm. People start from fear, but then they, as they get into it, they're like, oh, wow, there's all these other positive benefits. But then when they fall off the wagon, it's always a problem. Sure. It's always a problem, you know, yeah. because it's like just that, it's just that, that time that you get stuck and yeah. all the negative voices come into your head about yeah. why you shouldn't get back on the wagon and why, you know what I mean, you can go back to your old ways and, right. you know, it's very seductive. It's incredibly seductive to do nothing right. and to be, right, and having that small bit of discipline. It does, it frees up, it, it frees you, it, it frees up a lot of time for you. If you have, if you can put a little bit of discipline into your day just a little bit yeah it can actually 
give you a lot more time back. Give you a yeah, I think it's important. I mean, to act regardless of your feelings, I think is a very, very important, I think, spiritual development. Tool, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do things when you don't... Like, in spite of how you feel. Yeah. You know, either like, way. Like, yeah, if you don't, even like now, if you're listening and you know you need to exercise and you know that, like, you know, you've got a million other things you need to do, just why don't you just go and take a walk? Yeah. Just do a 20-minute walk. That's fine. That's it. And Because but, but, once you've done it, you can feel good about it. It's not going to be hard. Walking for 20 minutes, how... It's, that's not hard. Walking for twenty minutes is not right. hard, but that could spur on more change. Right. Do twenty minute walk, and you think, ah, oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll do ten push ups at the end of it. Because right now, if I said do ten push ups now, you'd be thinking, ah, oh, I don't want to do that. Right. But after you've done twenty minutes of walking, you you, know, you have endorphins yeah. rushing. You're gonna feel a bit better about yourself. You go, oh, I can do ten push ups, and you do ten push ups. Yeah. You know. So just starting with that small thing. I think. Oh yeah, just get the boulder rolling. Get get the right. bold get the ball get the ball the boulder rolling. No no get the ball <laughs> that's rolling. That's a negative yeah. perspective. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think we're that's that's good for this this session. Yeah. Um I hope again we've we've provided some some sort of help on yeah, sure. most of these. Basically we're trying to help our, ourselves <laughs> here. Remind ourselves. Remind ourselves but, yeah. to, to to um deal with modern life. But um anyway, we will see you next next week. Bye everybody, good luck awesome. on all your journeys. Yeah, get the ball rolling.